Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. to regurgitate or, or, or say you know what you hear throughout the day of, of what everybody says and all the other things we're going to give you uh, uh hopefully a little bit of a different perspective when it comes to uh your sports here whether it's csu uh denver broncos uh the abs by the way i was at the abs game this past uh sunday night that your abs he scored uh you know, three goals that was I just love that. Fantastic. Like the abs are playing football out there. There must have been 400 hats thrown on the ice after he got that third that third goal. It was fantastic. Yeah, I love hockey games. They're just so energetic. It is. I'm getting more into hockey. I'm I'm enjoying it. How about you, uh, uh, Bebo and Maestas? I've been to one hockey uh, match (laughs) this season. Um, It was a a great time. Went over to overtime and they lost right away. So that was frustrating. But the abs have been impressive and exciting. I think there's been some really great moments. Uh, the team is ridiculously, they're scoring left and right. I mean, I think, I don't know what the number is right now. If we add three from Sunday and then from, I think they had one more game since then. I don't know. It's like seven, close to 65 goals in the last like 16, 17 games. Are they leading the league in scoring? It, it well, as of in this little run that they're on, yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're averaging almost six goals a game. It's it's been incredible, like five point two, maybe somewhere around touchdown. There. Yeah, so I mean, you've the got Avalanche a, a, lead the NHL in scoring with uh, four point three one goals per game. There Whew. we go, and that's overall through the enti- throughout the entire Whole season. season yep. Yeah, Danny, that first ten games was not a good run for the Avs. That was a slow start. Yeah, very slow start. So, but you know, you've got the abs. You've got the. They were actually. I think there was. Uh, I, I think I remember reading somewhere where it was like the abs were, were averaging over this fifteen game span more points than the Broncos were in like the first half of, of football or something <laughs> Don't like that. Doubt it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was something that stuck out to me right there, but obviously not enough to stick. I'm Tony Comas alongside me, Bree Macis. Uh, we've got Lindsay Bebo joining us, contributor with My High Sports, MyHighSports.com. Her player profile this week, if you haven't checked it out yet, go to MyHighSports.com. It's Melvin Gordon, uh, another great – Javante was last week, right? Yeah, I did not plan that at all, but I thought about that. Yeah, whatever. No, I really, I really (laughs) did not plan it at all. You Um, just went down Wikipedia and you're like, running back, running back. Okay, good. (laughs) I think what Melvin Gordon and what we're seeing from him right now, and, and Lindsay, I'll ask you this question, is, you know, you... And it works both ways, but I'm seeing a Melvin Gordon that is running, um like he was in that year where yeah. he sat out those four games and was, you know, trying to get that big old payday. And then he mm-hmm. came back and, and, you know, that's the Melvin Gordon that you're seeing right now running with not only a purpose, but with vision. Um, I think he's maybe if he, I think he's one touchdown behind Alvin Kamara right now in the NFL is, since in most touchdowns scored since 2015. I and mean, this is guy you want to keep, right guys? Yeah. I want to keep him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all in on keeping him. But, I am on board. Yeah, we but, have the money, right? <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but the that mentality is something again I learned while writing it that Melvin Gordon's always had as a kid. I mean, his he was his uh, work ethic was just top notch. As a kid, his dad would take 
used water bottles and they'd run routes. And when his dad went to prison, you know, all he really had to keep focused was, okay, football, football, football. Let me work hard uh, so that I don't get sad. So that's just, that's who he is. What do we see, Ryan? Um, switching gears a little bit, but going to the quarterback position. Um, the There were some rumors that came out this week that were addressed at the press conference by Teddy about, you know, seeking $25 million contract, this and that. And the knee jerk reaction to that guys, I think is when I read it, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. 25 mil. But then when you go down the list one through 32 of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL and what they make now, all of a sudden it was like, Mm, okay, I guess it kind of makes sense. And if I was Teddy, I would ask for that same number. On paper, it 100% makes sense. Uh, just would the Denver Broncos pay that type of money? I I don't know. I think that's where you get stuck between a rock and a hard place of what your next step is. Teddy didn't seem, in the reports that came out, it didn't seem like that was uh, a shoe-in. Was he going to be back? I don't know if he wanted to be. I don't know if agents release that for the purpose of stirring up some form of narrative in making a, a, a move to, to keep a quarterback in place and or make moves for somebody else. I think saying it now kind of gets you ready for the offseason. You don't want to have those conversations too late. You're right on that. I mean, if you think about it, we've heard Russell Wilson. We've heard Aaron Rodgers. We've heard you know, the big name quarterbacks. I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent next year. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but who's our GM? He would gladly bring in Kirk Cousins. Why Kirk Cousins? Why not like Matt Ryan? I I would take Matt Ryan. I just think George it's not Payton. Ryan's Ryan. Huh? No, I would not take Matt Ryan. No. No. Uh -uh. no not I, for the money you're gonna have to pay. Well, I would Matt take Ryan. him. I would take him over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's kind of just what I meant by them. But what Teddy's asking for makes sense. Here's the thing: is Broncos country has their sights so high right now. It's it's the top three or bust. And if we're looking at bust, Teddy's that number. He's the one where he's safe. What do you mean top three, real quick? Yeah, who's the three? It's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, okay, from the and uh, Deshaun available Watson. quarterback. Available quarterbacks. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Via trade, via, you know, disgruntled quarterback on the Pat McAfee show or or a disgruntled quarterback with the Seahawks. McAfee. That dude just cashed in. Yes, man. he did. 30 mil a year. What Incredible. an empire. No, I, I love it. He's a punter. Yeah. No, I remember um, I was interning for an NFL agency the, when he announced his retirement. And the other interns were like, what an idiot. He makes so like $5 million just from hunting. Like, I remember that conversation so vividly. I wanted to reach out to them and ask if they remembered it when he just signed that contract. Yeah. yeah. He made sure he got paid. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got paid by having a, a show where he has Aaron Rodgers saying controversial things on it. He ended the show saying, yeah, I like playing ball, not with the Green Bay Packers. He didn't specify that. That question was asked. So what did that do? Quarterback controversy all over again. And I think that is just par for the course when you're running PR. Yeah. It's good, bad, and everything well, and else the same thing with Ben Roethlisberger last week when he came out and said he doesn't think he'll be playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers next season when, honestly, Ben Roethlisberger might not be playing in the NFL next season. So who knows? But so Teddy has to throw his name in the, in the hat. You well, of course, he has to that's throw a number like Bree said earlier, and you said it too, Ryan. Um, and, uh, you know, it's – listen, the players are going to say – you know, coach speak, there's players speak, and then there's the agents who throw everything out there just to get some feelers out there and, and see who's willing to do what. But at 25 a year for Teddy, are you willing to – why not just pay 8, 9, 10 more and get Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback uh, arguably, um, at least a number one, two or three quarterback in the NFL right now. The the one thing that the narrative that's being spoke right now is quarterbacks seem to be competing for the Broncos. Oh, they, glorious. It, it, uh, you know, I like the word pundit. That's a good point. Yeah, they the Broncos seem to be that hot team where all the pieces are there besides the quarterback. Doesn't it also determine coaching as well? Because I think that comes into play, too. I think you're going a little bit of a step too far by saying just the quarterback, right? Because there's a couple of questions we have to answer. Well, quarterback. Um, Does that go hand in hand? Goes hand in hand. Russell Wilson, he's he was upset with the, the coaching staff. So, you know, if he's going to come to a new team, yeah, we could toss out some coaches. 
Yeah. Well, and this is where I don't think Teddy's coming back. And maybe I'm just talking, maybe I'm just saying this and there's no real evidence. I don't think George Payton was able to sign Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton that easily for arguably a discounted amount. If he intends on having Teddy Bridgewater, I want to know what the conversation was. Cause you can't convince me with the, the stats they have this season and how literal they are getting the ball that he told them there isn't some bigger plan that he wants to put into motion. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good and, point. And that's why it, like when you said arguably a discounted amount, I may, I immediately was like, what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> because I think they got paid pretty well. Um, yeah, but I'm saying I think could they have gone to a really bad team and maybe made more? I I'm sure it's possible. I I'm sure they could have there's a team no. that might have given them more. No, you're the you're, Saints. you're right on Lindsay because and I love that take because it's it's something that I don't think a lot of people maybe saw that angle, which yeah. is um we're securing these two because the bigger plan you know, it's all a part of the bat, that bigger plan. And I think part of that bigger plan um, is also securing another guy that wears number 25 that you wore your, you know, that not that wears 25, but that you wrote about um, Melvin Gordon. I think he's definitely a big part of that as well. Um, you've got an offensive line that's doing, uh, that seems to be getting better and healthier every single week. You've got a defense that since number 58 has been traded away, this defense has climbed up the charts um, as far as when you're talking about your overall defensive statistics and nothing against Von Miller, but at the same time, this is a better defense without Von Miller. And I'll say it out loud and it's hard for people to hear, but it is, it's a better defense. And now you still have a second and a third coming in for that as well. So <laughs> that's so crazy that at the time, I mean, it's, at the time, I knew it was a lot, but now understanding and especially knowing he might. He, there was a time where we weren't even sure if he's going to play eight games this season because of injuries. God, George I think Payton's that's gonna, where the value is yeah. and not a lot, not enough. There's not enough people talking in um, the Denver marketplace about the job that George Payton has been doing behind the scenes and what the bigger plan and the bigger vision is. Everyone wants everything now and yeah. wants results now. I want to go to break now. <laughs> and when we come back, we are going to be talking to Joey Richards. What's on draft pod. We're going to talk to him a little bit about, you know, what's coming out, the collegiate ranks. Um, what do we got coming in? What are the Broncos looking at mock draft, this, that everything. Joey brings it all and he brings it strong. It is a fan cave. Don't go anywhere. 98, one, one Oh seven, five HD three. We are the fan cave on my high sports.com. Welcome. I think it's just rocking too hard right now. Was that Molly Crew? It's a Motley Crew song. Shout out the devil. Close. Show you what it's, it's live wire. I mean, what more could you ask for? We've got Lindsay Bebo from My High Sports, MyHighSports.com, live in studio from Cali. Ryan Romero, one half of the Romero Brothers, Drives a Mile High. We are at the Drives a Mile High Studios. Want to say thank you so much to our good friends over at Elite Exteriors, Elite Exteriors LLC. Family-owned, operated roofing company since 2007, an A-plus credit rating with the BBB. They've announced um, they are a finalist in 2021 for the Torch Award for Ethics. I mean, that's huge in an industry that get, kind of gets a black eye every once in a while from uh, – from some some of those that don't have the standards that um, Elite Exteriors does, so we want to thank them. You can check them out EliteExteriorsLLC.com. Our good friends over at HZ Realty Real Estate. I said Realty <laughs> Real Estate, as well as Thirty Seventy. You're uh, probably the, not probably it's the number one sports bar uh, North Denver over there on. How do we say it again? Right. Tihon? Tihon. 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 I always say Tihon. I always like to say Tejon. That's, that's the mustard. 
Some mustard. <laughs> Let's put some mustard on Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Kawhi. The mustard with us is Bremastis, the ketchup, Lee, <laughs> Lindsay Bebo. I'm the mayonnaise. And Ryan, what would you be? Hot sauce. Okay. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Sriracha. Well done. <laughs> Sriracha. Well done. So and Roman confident. is the wasabi. Oh. We'll, we'll just miss him. Ah, uh, Roman with wasabi. That that guy, he piles it in his soy sauce, and it, it's. I watch that dude. That's cry. what my wife does too. It, it's insane. I'm like, dude, you are destroying soy sauce. Don't do that. <laughs> but, it's a balance. It's a marriage of flavors. That's a lot, though. I think that's too much. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there. I hope you're listening, Roman. I don't use it, Lindsay. Do you use soy sauce with your sushi? Oh, I don't even put avocado in my sushi. I literally just eat fish and rice. So sashimi. <laughs> so do you have a side of rice and then the sashimi? No, it's just when I order, I'm like, please don't put any celery. Please don't put any avocado. I just want fish and rice. You order the boring, <laughs> the boring roll. She, she <laughs> orders you order. the right sushi. It's, yeah. it's sashimi or it's nigiri. I, don't I, try to gatekeep my sushi. <laughs> I've been to Japan. All right. You're all cultured and I'm not. I'm going to take the soy sauce and the wasabi. California's rolling right now. The Chargers just scored a touchdown. Justin Herbert with his. It's 10 to 7 against the Kansas City Chiefs. A big game. A lot of eyes in the state of Colorado watching this game tonight because it is AFC West division. But we're going to break it down and, and, and kind of bring it back in. We're going to talk some uh, a little bit about the Denver Broncos. What uh, kind of is on? On what we brought in a prognosticator, our Nostradamus, will say Joey Richards from the What's on Draft Pod. Joey, the first question I have for you, I hope it's not going to be too out of the ordinary, but I'm curious since we're talking sushi, what is your go-to role? Ooh, my go-to role. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of with uh, Lindsay. I kind of like the simple the simple role is better for me. I just like the fish, the rice, the sashimi. I always knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> Joey with uh, What's on Draft Pod. Joey, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, you know, a, a, a really good matchup going on in the NFL tonight. Um, obviously big to a lot of uh, AFC West fans, whether you're a Raider fan, a Chiefs fan, a uh, Broncos fan, or a Chargers fan. But, um, you know, I wanted to – I love having you on because I'm a huge college football guy. And I, I love, you know, the fact that you guys are already like 10 months in advance looking <laughs> at drafts and looking at, you know, potentially the mock drafts and positions and players and where they fit in and needs. Can you, you know, Joey, kind of let give the uh, audience, the listeners a little bit about, you know, kind of your thoughts on number one need base, number one, uh, uh, like first need bases for the Broncos and then mm -hmm. the why behind that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the number one need and it's pretty obvious is going to be quarterback. I think it's, it's really hard. It's extremely hard to build uh, a, a team you can win it with year in and year out if you don't have a franchise quarterback. So until you find that guy, it's always going to be your number one need. Um, now, when you look at this draft class in specific, I think it's a very deep draft class at quarterback, but I don't really think the top is there. So it kind of makes things interesting for the Broncos. Outside of that, I think the next closest one would be edge rusher. The Broncos don't really have a guy out there that you can feel all the way confident in after they traded Von Miller. I mean, Bradley Chubb in and out with injuries. And as much as I love Jonathan Cooper, and he's way exceeding expectations right now, he's still a seventh-round rookie. So that, I think that's their clear-cut number two. Uh, Joey, uh, in regards to that, sorry, this is Bree. Um, hey, is there a player that you're looking for in that position that you think is a perfect match for Denver? Or do you think you can um, take just about anybody uh, in uh, the, I would, what, say second round, first round? I mean, where, where are we looking at that uh, position? Where, where are the Broncos going to pick? Yeah, I mean, lucky for the Broncos, it looks like this edge class is going to be really good. Not just top-heavy. Um, last year, there wasn't really a top of the draft class at edge. But now it's you have the top with Thibodeau and Hutchinson, and then it's deep throughout. So you're going to have really good players all the way through the third round. It's a position that I think the Broncos should prioritize as early as the first round, um, especially looking at the quarterback class. And if you don't feel soft, uh, really great about a quarterback. You can, you can wait. You can wait. Don't don't leverage your future on a quarterback if you don't believe in the prospect. 
Joey, I love that you said that, and I'm glad that kind of it kind of circled back to that quarterback position because uh, we talked about this last week, and you're thinking about it as Broncos fans. There's three names. Ryan mentioned them earlier. Deshaun Watson, which is probably like uh, the 3Z, um, but then you've yeah. got the two main guys, which is Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and what are they going to do? And you've got a lot of kind of agents pushing um, agendas right now, uh, numbers being driven. What's that going to look like for the Broncos? Well, we talked about this last week. And if, listen, if the Broncos go with Russell Wilson, he's 33 years old, you don't need to draft a quarterback early. Right. You can go to other positions of need. And I think I'd like to think that that's what George Payton is thinking about. If you go Aaron Rodgers, then yeah, maybe you do want to look at that first round talent, um, a late first round guy, or if you're going to be, you know, mid, mid, mid uh first round pick there but uh you know what are your thoughts on that are, are we aligned or am i crazy with, with that thought process no i think I, I you can definitely make that i think you can make an argument for either one i think aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback and you maybe have a better shot at winning a super bowl even though the window is smaller um russell wilson you have more longevity with but i don't think he's as great as aaron Rodgers. and i think aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league i think he's phenomenal um, Russell Wilson is interesting because through the last year and a half, his numbers and just his play in general has kind of dipped a little bit. Now, how much of that is to do with a Seattle team that hasn't hit on a first round draft pick while he's been down there? It feels like they're terrible, uh, Joey, with their yeah. draft picks. They're, they're, they uh, have the GM name only, and they are one of the worst teams when it comes to draft day. Uh, uh, would you agree? Oh, totally. They're, they're, they seriously, they're really, really bad at drafting. Um, maybe the worst team in the league at drafting. I, even even then, you trade two first round picks for a Jamal Adams, and I mean, you, you don't trade two first round picks for a box safety ever. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I don't care which safety it is. Um, you you don't leverage your future for that guy. No, absolutely. So so the takeaway is, um, you know. Aaron Rodgers won in the offseason. If you can get a Russell Wilson, great. Um, if one of those two things happen, now you're looking at a, at a Broncos team which probably could finish, is going to finish either 9 and 8. Um, optimistically, you could think, um, you know, 10 and 7. Maybe you're looking at an 8 and 9 season. That's going to put you right in that 15, 16, 17, 18 uh, number for, for drafting. You mentioned some linebackers, some edge rushers. Devin Lloyd from Utah. Talk to me a little bit about him and 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 where he fits in or pot potentially could fit in with the uh, with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, Devin Lloyd's a really really good player. He's a do it all kind of player. Um, is he as athletic as I, I mean? If I'm comparing it to a player last year, let's say Micah Parsons, is he as an athletic as a Micah Parsons? No, but he's still really athletic. And um, where Micah Parsons struggled was his pass coverage. He's really, really good moving forward. When he can go forward, he's awesome. Devin Lloyd is a do-it-all. He can pass rush a little bit, he can cover a little bit, and he can just play inside the box a little bit. He's a really good player, and I think, honestly, it would make a lot of sense to pair him with a uh, Baron Browning. It's just all about where you can get a guy like that. Um, Joey, uh, before Patrick and Sutton had been extended and their contracts had come out, um, there had been some talk of whether or not wide receiver was also a position that the Broncos may be looking at in the draft with question marks kind of surrounding Hamler and his ability to come back from injury. Is that still a position group that you think they're looking at or is there something that we're not, um, we've not already talked about that you'd be interested in the Broncos going after this, this draft? I think, I mean, when you look at the wide receiver room, once you lock up, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, it makes it less of a priority. But, yeah, I still think that it's something that you would love to have another guy to back up Hamler who kind of brings that same skill set. Because um, it is. It's a skill set the Broncos are lacking right now. They don't have that explosive player that can take the top off the defense or take a screen to the house. They don't have that guy. Uh, it's, it's a niche role. I think that if you're looking for a wide receiver, something I'd keep an eye on is, hey, can this guy, does this guy have some return ability too? Um, Deontay Spencer hasn't been fantastic at returning this year. I don't think they want to put KJ Hamler with his injuries in that return spot. So if you can get a guy on day three that you like as a receiver and you like as a return man, I think it would make a lot of sense. As, as just for depth alone, correct? Yeah, for depth. And if a, you just can't bank on a KJ Hamler after two years of uh, not so great health. As much as you love his skill set, it's hard to definitively say this guy is going to be around next year. 
and playing. No, well. he's a forgotten son. I've been thinking the same thing where <laughs> everybody's getting signed, everyone's getting extended, and unfortunately, timely injuries, you know, that's something that's going to affect him. And I honestly don't think you'll see KJ Hamler in a Denver Broncos uniform much longer um, outside of that rookie signing deal that he has. Before I let you go, it's Joey Richards, What's on Draft Pod. Joey, I have to ask you this. You and I have been on Twitter uh, a little bit back and forth. There's a guy you know I like that plays the quarterback <laughs> position, and he's not one of the names that you hear. He's not Sam Howell. He's not Malik Willis. He's not uh, uh, Carson Strong. His name is Brennan Armstrong from University of Virginia. Have you gotten an opportunity to look into him? Because this guy is a finalist for almost every or was a finalist for almost every single honor you could get as a quarterback this year. He's six foot two, two fifteen. He's got a rocket arm. He's got legs. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, so if I'm going to be honest, I've w- watched a little bit of one game. I've watched a half of his, uh, his football after I was talking to you on Twitter about it. Uh, I, it. It's hard for me to have definitive thoughts on him at the moment, but, man, I would love to come back on and have a conversation with you about him. Uh, I, I, I actually just got more of his film, and so, I, yeah, I would love to do that. I appreciate it. He he reminds me. He's a little bit taller. He reminds me of a a, a little bit taller, a little bit better Zach Wilson. So I think okay. he could be a steal of the draft. Um, somebody that you know he's mobile. He extends plays and, and can do some things. Maybe a, a a mid, maybe a day two, day three shot for uh, for the Broncos. There, super talented kid. Um, almost as talented as you, Joey. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. We always appreciate you jumping on and bringing us. Uh, all the kind of up and coming, the insight and information as far as not the Broncos of today, but the Broncos of tomorrow. Thank you, Joey. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on. No worries, brother. It's the fan cave right here. Coming back with you guys, we're going to talk. Uh, start previewing some of that Cincinnati Bengals game, Broncos-Bengals this weekend, playoff impact, and not only in that game, but the games around it because you've got a lot of teams that are now affected by what's going on with COVID. This and that, the Browns, I think, have 20 players on the, on the list right now. Baker Mayfield is pissed. And so is Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out who the hell they're going to play quarterback because they don't know. But uh, Kendall it is, yeah. Yeah, they, he's a, well, no, he's not for it. sale. He's <laughs> not for sale. Don't go anywhere. When we come back. It's more on the fan cave right here at my high to Cincinnati. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. It's right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. Okay, is the, is the, do you feel like the talent you have here is good? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. That was a little clip from Bill Belichick over there. I was going to say, it was Belichick, right? Yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. That yeah. threw me for a loop. You know... It's, it's like Bebo time, like a little Tim Tebow with like heavy metal. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Now, now we got a little bit of Belichick just trying to be inspired by Kickstart My Heart. It's a good song. It's a great song. I know. That's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack gets better and better every episode. But we're on to Cincinnati. But we're on to Cincinnati. It's a big game. It is a big game. This is playoffs. Major implications. I think the Broncos have to consider this a playoff game because I know the Bengals are. I think this is the perfect matchup for this game, but it's going to be um, a lot. And I think there's going to be a lot of emotion going into this. I think they're fighting for something. And I and I think this game means something. That's saying a lot considering the Denver Broncos haven't played meaningful football in December since what? 2015? 2015? 16. 2016, yeah. sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Trev's I'm game. not even a fan. <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, it Step wasn't. your game. Uh, they should have. That was me. Trevor Simeon. They should have made the playoffs. I, if they hadn't blown the game to the Chiefs, it still haunts me to this day. In my heart, they were in the playoffs. They should have. Oh, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry to think about. What do you think, Lindsay, though? I think it's pretty exciting that we get to be excited right now. <laughs> so literally, I was going to say, I think the reason we're treating it like a playoff game is because we miss it so much. This is the closest that we've gotten to one since 2016. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think it's going to carry forward. I think the Broncos can beat the Bengals. I not Why? A, not a necessarily tough team for what the Broncos have been doing as far as the defense go. I think earlier in the season, there were a lot of questions circling whether or not this defense was what they were cracked up to be or what they were on paper. And I think they've come together as a unit and they are um, able to and willing to take down offenses that are on a roll. Is Joe Burrow on a roll? I don't know, but he's ranking up there. And I think he's still in uh contention with uh tom brady for for yards so uh he's got 25 touchdowns this year 14 interceptions but he's been sacked a whole heck of a lot of times so i'm hoping that the, the denver defense can capitalize on that and run him into the ground a couple more times this sunday punch him in the mouth it'll be fun to watch because you've got a matchup on the outside with jamar chase and uh patrick sertan and to you know that is joe burrow's go-to guy it's jamar chase and this as a rookie wide receiver he's got 10 receiving touchdowns this season this season the most ever by a bengals wide receiver and the bengals have had some pretty darn good wide receivers over their um you know their storied uh franchise so i mean jamar chase he's also dropped a lot of passes as well keep an eye on that matchup this coming weekend because it is going to be something interesting to watch and, and the way that the Broncos play him is going to be a matchup as far as a you know where he lines up on the line of scrimmage you know are they going to be switching that are they going to be you know playing the two safeties deep playing man on the outside things like that so those are some things to keep an eye on but you mentioned Joe Burrow Joey Burrow this guy um I think he's going to be one of the best in the NFL if he can stay healthy and he's um, got a thumb injury or a pinky finger I'm sorry injury right now you know, if you don't have a pinky or a little toe injury in the NFL, you're not one of the best quarterbacks <laughs> right now. So, um, you know, it, it's the guy is he's tough. Uh, Joe Burrow is uh, I think he's he's great. But at the same time, um, sometimes he bails out a little bit too early on his reads. And that's what the result is, is what you mentioned earlier, Bree, where you see him taking a lot of sacks that don't need to happen, um, where where he could have thrown the ball away or, or go through the progressions and things like that. But um, Joe Mixon, another guy that's going to be a, an interesting matchup because it took him a while um, last week to even get started. So how are the how are the Broncos going to kind of focus and, and defensive game plan against that? Because the Bengals definitely have the offensive weapons. Yeah, I was going to say I, I'm using this word a lot tonight. Um, I would say the Bengals might arguably have the best offense that they faced. And I know you're thinking Cowboys and you're thinking Chiefs, but let me just go through a couple stats. So Joe Mixon has the second most yards right now. He has over a thousand rushing yards. He has the third most touchdowns at 12. They have three receivers that have all over 600 yards. Tyler Boyd, 611, T Higgins, uh, 812, and then Jamar Chase, 1035. And then, yeah, Joe Burrow, this was really shocking to me. He has the eighth most yards right now. He's also has the eighth most touchdowns. He has the most interceptions, but that also is just a case of throwing a lot. The sacks, though, I think that that's really their Achilles heel because they have in six. So six of their games have been decided by three points and four of those were losses. I mean, th that could be the difference between like one of those sacks could have made the difference in those games. Um, so that's what I'm really excited about because there's just so many so many aspects of this game that we get to, you know, go in and talk about. Place to the strengths, absolutely. Joe Joe Burrow is the number one sacked quarterback in yeah. the league. Yeah, and it's it's by a good chunk. It's a it's a marginal amount. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would think after his injury last year, the Bengals would have been like, all right, offensive line. That's all we care about this year. Like, make sure he's protected. And they didn't. They no. were with Jamar Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Which is working out for them, I guess. But yeah, I I don't understand that. It's two, seven, and six teams. That's what you have going on here. You've got the, um, you know, they are both in the mix for the wild cards uh, in the playoff chase right now. Uh, the the Broncos do have the um, fortunate, they're fortunate to be playing this game in Denver. And they are currently, I think Vegas has them as right around a field goal favorite, two yeah, and a half, two three half. points right around there. Um, so that's the home field advantage that you have um, kind of wiped off. Um Danny, I want to ask you a quick question. Um, what is it, I guess, kind of that that stood out to you from last week that the Broncos um, you think would be most important to carry out, carry over into this week? Well, it's something that's been kind of on the rise in the last couple weeks, and it gets a little bit of attention because of how well the running backs have been playing. But 
I think the offensive line has really kind of taken a step up, and I don't know if that's just kind of getting a chance to gel a little more with some new pieces on there. Quinn Miners like bringing a lot of energy up there to that to that trench spot, but um, yeah, I think the offensive line is not getting really the recognition they deserve for creating massive holes for Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And I think that Pat Shermer deserves a little bit of credit too. I'm not his biggest fan, but I think that if he realizes how successful the run was last week and can prioritize Pookie, can prioritize getting Mel his runs as well and have a nice balanced attack, it's going to be hard for any defense uh, the Bengals are a decent defense against the run, but I think the Broncos have the recipe down to kind of, I don't want to say to uh, take them to the woodshed, but they can definitely put a hurting on them. And they've been kind of doing that to people the last couple of weeks. We've seen the angry runs uh, from Good Morning Football giving the Broncos some love. I think this is another opportunity for them to just kind of keep doing what they've been doing and not abandon what they know works. The defense stepped up in, to a degree in some big games. And I think this is probably the toughest test they've got because of a lot of the people you guys have talked about, not just Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, but Joe Mixon as well. Who's a little bit of a terror on the ground. Yeah. Joe Mixon, like I said uh, a little bit ago, he's, he, he's coming off his first game this season. I think where he hasn't scored uh, a touchdown, but a name that um, I don't want to get lost in the mix is, and I think it's a name, hopefully Broncos fans will not hear a lot on Sunday. And that's the Bengals defensive end, Trey Hendrickson, who uh, this guy has just been on fire this year and the you know whether it's you're the left tackle the right tackle or the tight ends maybe they're going to go to a two tight end set where you're going to see that or you're going to see more of Albert O versus a versus a Noah Fant to try to keep him at bay because Trey Hendrickson is on an NFL record season essentially for sacks you know potential sacks this season he's got um I want to say I don't know 11 straight games with a sack I think um Right now, and uh, I think he's got 12 and a half on the season. So it, it's kind of, uh, you know, that's where, Danny, you brought up a good point, where the offensive line, you've seen some progression in the right direction there. But now each week, it's someone else who's going to step up to the plate. And this week, it's who's got Trey. In a big way, yeah. And you just hope that we don't have to hear too much of that old familiar song uh, holding on. Denver number 72. 72. With that being said, I'm gonna uh, we're not going to hold you guys up anymore. We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, we're going to do some predictions. Um, and I think um, this this is this is our free-for-all segment. So a little bit of anything, a little bit of everything. I, I have a movie I watched last night, and it's probably one of the most – like the movies that everyone says is like one of the greatest movies of all time that I was completely disappointed in. And when I, when I finished the movie, I was like – why? <laughs> that was me with Dirty Dancing. I was all excited, and I watched it. I was like, what? You well, had me until you said Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> well, I and we and you will continue having the time of your lives and our lives <laughs> while we take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Fan Cave live right here on 98.1, 107.5 HD3, MahiSports.com. Here I go. It, it is, um, you know, we're going to get the prediction time. So it's like straight up now tell me, right? Straight up now tell me, yeah. That is a song, right? Yeah. Okay. Paul Abdul? Ah, there you go. You were just waiting for the draw. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was a Roman pick, by the way. Thanks, Roman. Yeah, we miss you tonight, Rome. Um, Roman's not here. He is watching my niece, his daughter, um, in the, champion, uh, the tournament for her um, basketball team. I think they're number two. 10 in their league Roman can tell you when he comes back but uh they're kicking some ass over there and I'm really proud of Ryland so so he chose watching his daughter over meeting me mm-hmm. yeah well, unfortunately that's <laughs> what kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I'm getting a text shortly <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm not that narcissistic <laughs> 
So I watched this movie yesterday, last night. And Can I guess? Yeah. Take, uh, do you need a clue? You or said you, best movie? Gonna, uh, it was like supposedly, you know, the, like everyone's always like, oh, my God, this is like from dust till dawn. No, I want to I want a clue. No. Yeah, give me a clue. Um, All righty, then. Give us like a, uh, just a, a date frame. Like, is it? Here it, it was easy. All righty. Yeah. It's Ace Ventura. Nope. All righty, then. Not all righty, then. This was more like, oh, OK. Fargo. All right. That's Fargo. good. Oh, yeah. oh, Danny got it. Oh, was that Danny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Danny, you got that. So have you watched that movie, Danny? Uh, it's one of my parents' favorites. I haven't actually seen it myself. Don't. <laughs> it's okay. You're not missing anything. Because you get a lot of that accent the whole time. You get, um, I mean, it was okay. Like, but I guess for me, like, I'm not this, like, super indie film guy that, uh, you know, is into, you know, all of the, oh my gosh, the the camera angles and this and that. <laughs> and the, the, not a know, man of culture all, and cinematography. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Define culture. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. The so. up north. Uh, no, that's what kept me interested because I thought it was funny was the dialogue ah, okay. um, in that. So it was very well written. But to me, Fargo was just it was it was far from uh, a go for me. It was a little far fetched. Uh, no, because it was based like on a true story. Right. Yeah, and there's a TV series on it, too. Uh, yeah, I don't you know. Watch out. I, I, the TV show is pretty any, good. Have you guys like have you watched like Lindsay? Does a movie come to mind outside of um, dancing? Dirty uh, dancing. Dirty dancing. Yeah, that you like everyone you know hyped up and you loved it. Or everyone says it's so good, and then you were just like, mm, no. Other yeah. than the Broncos season. No, Avatar. Really? Avatar I, was a big okay. waste of my time. I just it's I don't know if it's just not my style, but I couldn't finish it. It's just James slow Cameron. and uh, and it had so many actors and actresses that I like. I just uh, a lot of neon. It's just not for me. I mean, the characters look cool. Yeah, it's a really good ride at Disney Animal Kingdom. OK, Avatar. that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, Highly rated. How about you, Brie? Um, Something's got to come to mind. Well, I was trying to think really quickly on my feet there, but I think I'm one of those people who, when people recommend things to me, I'm almost like, eh, I'm not even going to try because I know I'm, I'm either going to disappoint myself or I'm going to find something and be like, eh, I'd rather just watch the same things over and over again because it's comforting. I think I have a lot of anxiety that where I'm like, no, I know what's going to happen in the show, but I did recently. It's like watching the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, okay, that's fine. Don't, don't de uh, delineate from that. But when you're, when you're watching new things, you're setting yourself up for, um, massive uh just distraught and depression from something that just doesn't hold up to hold up to snuff I, like if you're uh, watching um the awards shows and they're like this this movie is one uh, yeah. best picture i can guarantee i've probably never seen it yeah that's a yeah i so can't tell you all award-winning movies all award -winning, <laughs> I, my movie takes our trash <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you got? Anything? You know, I talked about this on my uh, B Movies and Beyond podcast, and I would say it's a Matrix trilogy for me. Everybody loves a Matrix, and the new movie's coming out. And the first one, when it came out, was so good, but they just destroyed that fran franchise by the second and third one, and it just got worse and worse and worse, and it just became a, a crap show at that point. I mean, <laughs> it, it looked... It, just it was the most visual movie in 99 but i'll tell you jurassic park was better than that and that came out in 93 it's so. funny to hear you talk about like a franchise just going deep into the ground being the fast and furious <laughs> <laughs> favorite number one fan can i tell you hobbs and shaw took me like four times through before i stopped falling asleep before the end of it and i am a huge dwayne johnson and roman reigns fan so um, that's why i was watching Idris it. Elba? that yeah. yes uh, Idris okay. Elba too like that there was a great cast it just it was four. It was like three or four movies compacted into one. Sure, I'm still gonna watch it. It might take me a little bit of time though. Like they're in Hawaii for some reason. That didn't make sense. It was Samoa. Did they drive there? No, we don't know how drive they got there. On the ocean. <laughs> We've got. Yet? They've got a space. I know that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Do you know what was fantastic? In my opinion, like this is how my movie thought process goes, and I watched the first one hesitantly. Because I wasn't sure if I wanted to, um, just because of the lead actor, John Wick. Oh yeah, too Ke violent. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying you're, you're not a Keanu Reeves fan? Well, I am in the replacements. <laughs> Good man. Point Shane Break, maybe a little Speed? bit, but no more. No, no, no. Speed was the Lake one. House. 
John Wick. <laughs> no, not that one. But John Wick was awesome. Maybe that's it. Like I need a lot of violence. And- John Wick a lot was of a great action. movie. Speaking action. of a lot of action, doesn't um or in violence, isn't uh Olympus has fallen? That's a good series. That's a good series, yeah. I'll watch I think maybe I'm just I like stuff that like keeps my attention span and the rest is just too much for my brain. I like stuff that makes me happy. <laughs> so if it's too sad or too violent, I don't watch it. Huge fan of Elf. Love Elf. You know what my favorite movie is, and none of you have seen it, I guarantee you. Everybody watch the movie Eighth Grade. It's directed by Bo Burnham. It's one of those indie movies, but like I saw it in a big theater. It's so good. Nobody has ever seen it though. But Bo Burnham, everyone likes Bo Burnham, so more people should see it. Hey, Danny, what's your uh, what's your um, movie take? What kind of movie was overhyped for you and you were disappointed by? I've been racking my brain, and I guess what I've come to realize is I'm just very easy to please when it comes to movies. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch anything. I'll watch. So you like I'll watch old movies, new movies, the cheesy popcorn. Uh, blockbuster stuff and i'm yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty much uh gonna watch it if you put it in front of me and i can get behind some of the artsy stuff but for the most part i'm down for whatever except for march of the penguins my mom always used to try to make us watch that when i was younger (laughs) and i was never trying to watch march of the penguins that was the only thing i could think of though no, this is, oh, to go with what I just said about being sad, as a kid, I my grandma wanted to take me and I was like, find out if any penguins die, because if they do, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Danny, was that your aversion to uh, March of the Penguins, or are you just terrified of the flightless birds? <laughs> um, I don't know if there was a, if it was an element of being scared, it just moved a little slow for me, I think, and that oh, was okay. the main thing. I wanted to either laugh or have things excite me and it just seemed like it was a little too much of a reality tv show about penguins all right let's 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 stroll away from penguin talk movies talk that was fun i liked it (laughs) um broncos Bengals this weekend we've got uh they're at home it's a two and a half three point spread right now with vegas uh, it's a predominantly healthy Denver Broncos squad going up against um, a Cincinnati Bengals team that they both have the pretty much the exact same things on the line when it comes to a playoff game. It's a playoff game for both of these teams, uh, both of them looking to get to eight and six, stay in the playoff hunt. What are your thoughts? We'll go around the table. Uh, 30 seconds each, Bree. I think we're going to see a pretty significant fight from the Denver Broncos versus the Bengals is going to be, um, I think, a little bit of shocking from the offense from the Broncos, because I think they have to do something that we're not expecting them to do. A lot of run. I think Javante Williams is going to continue his touchdown streak, uh, his NFL rookie of the week streak. I think he's going to blow past the hundred yards if they can get past that Bengals fourth ranked rushing defense. If they can't, and if he's getting held back, then you're going to see it go through the air. And I'd like to see Alberto and Noah Fant get some time, get some targets. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to come down to who makes less mistakes. I agree. This is why I love Bree. I think it's going to be another Javante touchdown. I actually think it's going to be another Melvin touchdown. And then I think Teddy will throw one. I don't know if that spoils what. I don't know how you guys do it if you do the score later. But I do think it's going to be Teddy cannot make mistakes. And we have to, have to, have to get to Joe Mixon. Or no, get to Joe Burrow and make sure that he's not relying on Joe Mixon as an option. I'm going to throw a score out there. I'm going to go 17-10. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a very defensive game. Um, I've predicted, tried to predict high scores with the Broncos, and it's just not happening. (laughs) Um, So I think it's going to be a close game, especially since we're going to be there. So we're going to be loud. We're going to tailgate, and we're going to support the Broncos. So I think we'll we'll be heard over there. Lindsay, what was your score prediction? I think we were really close this week. So – I God, I, I have a different score like every time I do one of these. I wrote down 27-24. Okay, I like it. I'm, I'm doing 24-20. Okay. So there we go. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. 
Yeah, I do. I, I think that it's going to be, you know, it could be a field goal game either way. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be one of those games where uh, if you can contain, I love the matchups in this game. I love that you're going to see some Jamar Chase um, uh, against Sertan. I love that you might even see him up against Bryce Callahan, who's back. Um, and you're going to see what Justin Simmons can do as well. Um, and Kareem Jackson coming up. Uh, I want to see him against Joe Mixon and what he does in stuffing that run as well. Offensive line versus Hendrickson. We talked about that earlier. That's going to be a big one. Danny, you mentioned it with Dan, uh, with uh, Garrett Bowles. Um, not Garrett holds, you know, which, which Garrett are we going to get this week? I think he's done a great job since he's been back. He's healthy. Is that the ankles good, but, um, gosh, it's a hard one. It really is. I think these two teams match up very well. Um, Teddy Bridgewater versus Joe Burrow. I give the edge to Joe Burrow. When we talk about the wide receiving core over round, I give the edge to the Denver Broncos. When we talk about offensive line, I give it to the Broncos. When we talk about linebackers, I give it to the Bengals. When we talk about the defensive backfield, I give it to the Broncos over them. Um, with all that being said, I, I, I agree with you, Ryan. I don't think you're going to see a lot of fireworks in this game. Um, last week, I said you would see fireworks, and you did see a lot of points from the Denver Broncos. This week, I think you're going to see. Uh, it's not going to be a July 4th display. It might be a New Year's Eve display. So I think you're going to see a 17-14-21-17 game right there. Uh, but I do think from a talent standpoint, um, McManus is going to be the guy that's going to be the hero this weekend. Nice. Love that. Danny. Uh, did you guys save Romans that he texted Roman. in? He said 28-21 yeah. Broncos. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be close to that. I'll go 27-21. Uh, but I got to pick the Bengals this week, unfortunately. Uh, I, I've i been betting on the Bengals a good amount this year. And I've been rooting for the Broncos. And neither one have really made me very happy. Uh, but, yeah, I just I don't know if the Broncos have enough to slow down the Bengals. And I think this is a letdown spot after the beatdown on Detroit. Well, I tell you what, Danny, we appreciate that. I think that's some fabulous insight. And if it doesn't go the way that you think on Sunday after the game, March of the Penguins, I think you're going to be, <laughs> you'll be solidly surprised at uh, the cinema, cinematic, uh, cinematic uh, brilliance um, and genius that is behind uh, that show. But I might appreciate series. it more now that I'm a little older. Well, that's right. Yeah. Wear a tuxedo while you're watching it. We'll be good to go. <laughs> It, it, Danny, thank you for everything that you do uh, for the cast here, for Bree Maestas, uh, Lindsay Bebo in studio. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for the takeover. No, thank you. I'm Real life takeover. We appreciate you guys <laughs> listening in. Thank you so much for the engagement both here um, and as well as on social media. Please continue to listen in. We're here every Thursday night from 6 to 8 o'clock. It is the Fan Cave. For those of you who we may not catch next Thursday, have a really great Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, enjoy it. Enjoy your family. Have a happy and safe New Year's. Um, test negative for COVID. Ryan and Roman Romero, thank you guys for everything. Our friends over at 8Z Real Estate, uh, Felicia Montoya, thank you. And Bye, Elite, Felicia. And Elite Exteriors LLC, go check them out. We talked about them earlier and throughout the show. Go watch all of your college football bowl games and the Broncos at 3070 Sports Bar as well. For Bree, for Lindsay, for Ryan, for Roman. And for Danny, I'm Tony Comas. We are the Fan Cave. Thank you for tuning in. We'll get, catch you guys next Thursday, 6 to 8 o'clock. It is milehighsports.com.